Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Brian's hair looks amazing today. I wish you could see it in studio. I don't get that very often. But today is one of those days. Having a day. It's good. Uh, I, w- I can't wait to introduce our guest. It's going to be, I'm just going to introduce you to your new best friend. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. But let's have Brian talk about it because he's way sexier in his voice. No. I go into radio it. voice when I do the bio. So I got to kind of oh. try to, you know, unify the voice. We've got the one, the only Tyler Cameraman. Whoop, whoop. He is the founder and creator of Pursue Your Passion podcast, married to a lovely woman, two kids, content creator, actor, voiceover specialist. And your new best friend. Your new best friend. Come on. Welcome Tyler show, Cameraman. <laughs> I know. Where's our stinking sound effects? <laughs> we got to upgrade this What year. is happening? I need to do that on my show, too. The uh, button where there's dude. clapping in the yeah. background. Yep. yep. Laugh track, maybe. I wonder if nobody else likes that except for us. You know, like Probably. when I hear it, I'm like, oh, what's happening? But if I was the one clicking the buttons, I'd feel like that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I want to just flat out say that Tyler is the guy that I started this industry with, which is pretty sweet. Like, yeah. we're pretty much brothers now. Yeah, yeah. And Prin- best friends. Principal brothers. Principal brothers. There's not a lot of people that say... PFG, <laughs> baby. PFG brothers. <laughs> uh, so Tyler and I started the industry at the same time, and what I can tell you about Tyler is he's super uncommon, and we have a fellow, I would say, a unified passion of trying to pull things out of people mm-hmm. and get the best out of people. Yeah. Try to get them to pursue their passion. Yeah. And he started a podcast called Pursue Your Passion. Yes. I cannot wait to hear what you've learned because it's not that long of a show. It hasn't been out, out too long. Right. So what's like one thing that... Don't answer this yet. Okay. We're going to really tease this out. Perfect. Well, I want to know like what's been a common theme throughout because I feel like our podcast is a little similar, not as good as Tyler's in full disclosure <laughs> for sure. But I want to know like little things, and I feel like Tim Ferriss kind of has the same kind of vision as us of like interviewing awesome people who are dominating at life. Basically, our show. If I don't need to tease it out anymore, it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Tyler, I want to know all about your history, your family, where you've been, how did you get here? Why are we not working together? Things like that, you know, <laughs> you know, full court, so, full court press, full court press. All right. So the first thing that I have to say though, is uh, it's, it's interesting being on the other side of the mic because oh. for, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm used to asking the questions and then listening. And now the questions are getting thrown at me. And I'm like, oh, right. I have to think now, not just listen and, and right. process. So, well, you know, uh, starting the, the podcast uh, has, has been awesome. And, and the first thing that you asked is, is you know, one of the, <clears throat> I guess, through lines or, or you know, some, some things that I've learned. And, I, you know, one of the questions that I ask is... Uh, to, to all of, to, to every, every guest that's been on the show, you know, I ask, Hey, what did you want to be when you grew up? Or, you know, what did seven, seven year old yeah. Philip or seven year old yeah. Brian want to do? And 
That's probably been one of the most fun questions yeah. because, you know, sometimes it's, it's neat because you can draw a correlation from, you know, I had one guy who was like, I wanted to be an artist and, and he's, you know, graphic designer and then content creator. So like that was, that was super, you know, everything, you know, falls in line. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For a lot of us, uh, you know, especially boys, it's like, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman. Football. Yeah. Football I want to be yeah, a professional, professional football player, player which is, baseball, but yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. You, you know, and, and then, then it's a little harder to draw the, the correlation, but that, that has, I'm not actually answering your question, but that's been one of, I, that's probably my, one of my most favorite questions to ask because right. it also, I think as, as the show has started to evolve, I mean, and, and we're just in the beginning evolution stages, right? Cause we're only, you know, 10 episodes in, but I can see one of the things that I want to help people with is find that passion if they've already found that. And I am stealing a line from our conversation. How do you monetize right. that passion? Right. You know, but a lot of it is, I think for a lot of people, it's finding that passion because so many of us, you know, we get out of college or, or we get out of high school and we go to work, right? And that's what mm-hmm. we do, you know, because we have to, and mm-hmm. we have to pay our bills and then we get married and we have kids and blah, blah, blah. Then the bills just keep getting higher, right? <laughs> they, so we have they to, seem to, yeah, right. I don't know how. Uh, so we have to go to work. And, and I think one of the things that I'm figuring out through this is I want to help people like you find that passion. Yeah. And a lot of times, even if, even if what they're doing now doesn't draw a correlation to that young, to that question, a lot of times what they're really passionate about does. So that's a question that's going to stick in the podcast for, for a long, for a long time. Right. Uh, it might always be there because yeah. I want people to hear what Philip wanted to be when he was seven, what Brian wanted to be when he was seven, because right. that's going to hopefully get them to start going. And, and it, sometimes it's not seven. Um, another thing that I think was one of you guys, because I've got all these sound bites in my head now, right, is we all know what we want to be, but somewhere along the line, somebody talked us right, out of it. You, right. you know, and so if we can oh, go man. back to college or high school or seven to find that thing right that's i mean that's one of the things you guys talk yeah. about and that's what i'm talking about I just you saw know a, every show post on that on twitter it was like if you could have you know whatever dollar amount would make you really question yourself like a million dollars <laughs> or 10 million dollars whatever or go be 18 again what would you choose oh, I'm like, oh 18 in a heartbeat wow um, i would so not I actually choose that at all I, I actually, so I go back, I saw six years old and I'm like, man, I don't want to go through elementary school again. Like 18, that's a tough one. But I saw the same thing and I actually probably wasted, no, not wasted because it was good thoughts. But I I spent some time thinking about that because I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, obviously you just go back and, um, you you know, you, you put, I I scrape together or I I tell my dad like, Hey, this Amazon thing is going to be big. Like, let's just put 10 grand in that. And then 10 million, who cares? You know, like that's, that's kind of the way I think I look at it more so. But then I also, all I need is like Amazon, Tesla and Bitcoin and I'm golden. Oh, exactly. And we're going to be way beyond 10 million, you know? But then I also thought about like, gosh, what if I, you know, then I went way too deep down yeah. the rabbit hole. I'm like, well, what if I make this decision and then I never meet Jess, you know, uh, or the, or right. I make this decision and, and Ian's never born. The and so then effect. I'm like, oh, yeah, butterfly effect, ripple yeah. effect. Like, so then I kind of shifted back to the 10 million because I'm like, well, I could clearly live off of $10 million. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a little, a little insight into the crazy that is right here. Well, it's between also a little ears. insight of Brian's crazy. I liked it. <laughs> well, That's here good. I want to take this even further. I, maybe this we shouldn't oh, do this. Nah, we can help us all. It, but help us all. 
I've been thinking about it too because I look at Tom Brady. So I wanted to be a major league baseball player, like diehard. Yeah, and I was playing at a very high level. I would say this though too. After that, you wanted to be a financial advisor. Yeah, like, pretty so, quickly. Yeah. Like it was like he came out of the womb. He wanted to be a financial advisor. It was but like baseball. The baseball financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. grows. So it worked. Like I feel like you know I'm like the artist guy you mentioned who's now in graphic design. But yeah. you know, like Brady at 45, it's like oh my gosh. And so I just hit 40, and I'm like, could I could I make an effort? So we have. I had an opportunity last year to do like a little home run challenge with mm. Philip with a minor league baseball team. Oh, and yeah. he's like, hey, you can come back this year. And I'm oh, like, yeah. what if I could just get a two-week contract? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't play. Yeah. But I was just like, there's kind of a path there if I did the work. And I was like, what about like what you wanted to be as a kid? Thinking about it more in the sense of like, was that really the first time you gave up on yourself? Yeah. Mm. And then as that window is closing like permanently, like, you know, you, I'm at 50, I'm not going to be able to do this. Right. Baseball thing, maybe at the level I could do it now if I put in the effort. Yeah. And so it was just something I've been thinking about as I hit 40 of like, you know, and then when did you start giving up on yourself? You know what I'm saying? Right. No, two, two things that come to mind when you say that. So there's a great book, and I'm totally blanking on the name of it, but Ryan Leak is the author, and he's a public speaker. I think he's probably got a podcast too, but God, I'm totally blanking on you the name. But talking, I'll, yeah. I'll work so, on so, but basically, not 40. Right. No offense. I mean, I'm older than you, but in his late twenties or early thirties, he was a division three basketball player. And then he's like, I'm going to go get a contract. And so like he starts, in, uh, it's something about failure, chasing, chasing failure. failure. That's the one. Uh, and I even read it to my son because it's oh. all his, 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 you know, the premise is like, you have to chase, you have to try to fail, you right. know, like you have to push, you have to go after something that's so out there that you, you, you fail. And so, I mean, you know, he, he did the work, he, you know, and, and he ended up Phoenix Suns, let him come for a tryout. And, and, and it's, he's got video, he's got YouTube wow. and stuff of him, like at the end, you know, and he kind of hung with them and then, you know, he, he didn't make the cut, but right. you know, it, it's just, it's, it's a great book. It's a quick read. It's, I don't know, hour and a half, something like yeah. that. But the other thing that came to my mind that I'm trying to do, be more intentional about as a parent is I had great parents. My mom's still living. Unfortunately, my dad's not with us anymore. And they were, they were great. They did a great job of raising us kids. But one thing that I think they let me do too much of was be okay with being good when I could have been great, uh, you know, and I, and I, but I think there's a fine line there right. too, because you see the crazy parents right. that are like pushing their kids to extremes and then yeah. throwing things at the refs. Right. You yeah. know, and things and, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but I think there's, I think there's also a, a point of, you know, Hey, I should have been a four O student and in the grades or whatever, but I right. definitely should have right. been four O like right. school was easy for me, right. but I did I didn't have to do anything and I could get B pluses and A minuses, you know, and that was one of those places I'm hoping that again, not being critical of my parents, but I'm hoping that I can see that in my kids. And even with, they're both, they both picked up the piano extremely quickly. Not, you know, you know, prodigy level or anything like that, but I can see my son starting to go, Oh, this is hard. I'm like, yeah, but if you ever want to play Avett Brothers songs, or uh, you know Ben Fold songs, y- right. you got to keep. Work. You got to do the work. Right. So that's you know yeah. I, I think th- those are two thoughts that popped into my head with, sure. with what you were saying. Right. Yeah, we just watched the Serena Venus Williams movie with uh, was it King Williams? I yeah, think? yeah, and King Richard. Border, King Richard, yeah. yeah. It, the border of like crazy and like the best parent obsessed, you know, yeah. like ever though. But and, it, and it's uh, somewhat of like the destiny of like those two girls actually had the physical you know, prowess, stamina to, to play at that level. 
he protected him in the ages that was super critical, where most of the other kids went haywire. And yeah, so it was really neat to to see that, you know, yeah. kind of tightrope walk as a parent. Yeah, that's uh, that's on the list to watch. Did yeah. you watch it with your kids, or did you watch it on your no, own? No, but I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that Screened good? it first. That's a good it's call. Smart. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to pull back because you guys will go on. We, I feel like we're just talking on a on a Friday, <laughs> which isn't bad. Coffee talk with <laughs> the boys. Uh, anyway, wanted to go back to principal. So sure. we were advisor together. Yeah. It's like the best thing that ever happened to me at principal was Tyler Cameron, everyone. <laughs> uh, and I remember just being very like you and I were always unified. Like, Hey, we want to help people bring out the passion yeah. in themselves because we believe they were their best asset. Now we've kind of formalized it with uncommon wealth, but you've always had this pursuit of trying to like pour into other people to then have them come out and, and be who they've always wanted to be and, and get paid for it, which I love. So tell me about your career from the time that you and I departed. So that was the hardest part about me leaving principal was <laughs> leaving Tyler Cameraman. But then I did, uh, and then I felt like our two paths started kind of going in a different way. Sure. And even today, you're still advising people yep. financially, which I think is awesome. For sure. So I'll have you talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that that's at the heart of what drew me to financial services. Um, my, uh, Without going too far back, when my dad got sick, uh, it was a rare neurological disease. His short-term memory went first. His long-term memory was fine. And he kind of had things in different places. You know, he was lived in a small town. He worked at a bank, but he knew everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they were the typical Midwest couple that dad did everything with finances. Mom knew nothing w- about mm-hmm. what was going on, y- right. you know? And, but I, I took the time and, and was able to, because dad was still there. If he would have had a heart attack and been gone, it would have been a mess. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, Hey dad, where's the, you know, Oh, the loan for this piece of land is here. Oh, this is, you know, this investment is here, blah, blah, blah. And, but through the course of a week of going to him, going to the next person, I was able to kind of put that all together. And then we had a meeting with one of their financial advisors. And after dad passed away, she was like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing this? And I'm like, no, your mom or the other advisor. No, the advisor was like, Hey, you know, have you ever thought about doing this? I'm like, no, I just, I just had my buddy help me allocate my 401k. I don't know anything about this stuff. And she was like, yeah, but you do because you have a passion for helping people figure things out. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Totally blew that off, you know, and then like went back to working for, you know, fell back into, you know, building products and then, uh, you know, cut to a year and a half later and meet uh, Mike and, you know, we're, and I basically said the same thing to him. Like, I don't know anything about this stuff. I've never tried to be, you know, no finances. And, you know, he said, you have a passion for helping other people and for building relationships with people. I can, the key, right. And I can teach you the rest of this stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, it's it, it it's always been about trying to find how to help them improve. Mm. Um, to be frank, it's a little harder working on the private banking side of things because most of my clients are super successful already. Right. Now, there's always, if they're willing to be coached, mm. um, there's always <laughs> yeah. a place where I can still help them. But I, I will say I probably got more of that altruistic... Um, not probably. I got more of that altruistic value when I was working at principal because I was helping more people who really wanted the help. Right. Um, you, you know, and so, I, and I will say that's um, the question you asked a few minutes ago. One of the things that I'm figuring out by 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 doing this podcast is that 
it's rekindled that passion for helping other people, you know, 100%. Like re-listening to the programs, talking to other people who are passionate about this. It's like, okay, where can, where can I, uh, what can I be doing differently that, uh, that will, bring out the good in people will help them to see because you know you guys talk about it too it's it's not always hey quit quit your day job you you know in fact a lot of times it's It's not not. um and 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 the guy that i just had coffee with before this it was like hey some a lot of times the passion is outside of that nine to five and Mm -hmm. and and a lot of times you're never going to quit that nine to five or sometimes you're not going to quit that nine to five but if you if that's if that nine to five isn't your passion Let's find you something that is because that makes you a lot happier at that, that nine job, to five right. job. It's fueling you know? what you're excited yeah, about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. We just had this conversation with another client and he was talking about his mother in law and she wants to retire, but like there's a little bit of a chasm there. You know what I mean? Not, maybe not necessarily financially, but like I don't, I'm not done done, but I don't know what to do. So anyway, she's really good at like basically seamstress stuff. And she's done all this custom work for him and updating some clothes. And he's just like, "What? you could totally do this and make 10, 20 grand a year and be done and then have this. The problem is you and won't so, make 10 to 20 grand a year. You'll make like 70 <laughs> yeah. to 90. Does that make sense? Like you've got to be yeah. careful because sometimes what you're passionate about, like you can almost trap yourself into something like, oh, I just want to do this part time. Well, you're that good. Yeah. Like right. you just, like, yeah, I think you, a lot of people, I guess the point I was trying to make, you know, he was talking about it like they've been talking about this for five years, like half a decade has gone by and it's like, what baby steps could they have taken to maybe formalize this a little bit more than like onesie twosie. And it was a cleaner launch out of, you know, the nine to five to this. And and she is in that place of passion full time. Yeah. Well, and I love the, I love that you said baby steps because that makes me think of something else back to that kind of original question. Like, One of the biggest takeaways from a couple of the people is just go do it. Right. You know, I think too many times we're we're told, oh, you got to think things out. You have to have a plan. You have to do this. And it's like, no, that's true. But sometimes, especially when it's when it comes to like chasing after a passion, you just got to go after it yep. and then and then plan later, yeah. you know. And so there's this for some people, it's going to be the baby steps. And, and that triggered that. Right. For some people, it's like me, for example, it, it I committed to, I finished the West Des Moines Leadership Academy and from stage, uh, you know, they, they asked us, Hey, what, what were your, you know, what were your key takeaways from the program and how are you going to utilize this going forward? And a lot of the people were like, Oh, you know, this is what I'm going to do within the company. And I'm like, Hey, uh, what I realized is that I still at 43 worry too much about what other people think of me. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on that. And I said, my key takeaways are within three months, I'm going to start a podcast within a year. I'm going to book my first public speaking gig. And within two years, I'm going to write a book. Um, I missed the podcast by one month. Okay. Um, I, I still have still checking it off though. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That one's definitely done and it's, and it's rolling. Um, I have until June to book a public speaking gig. So listeners, <laughs> if you need a paid speaker yeah. advertisement, you know, let's, uh, put Come a quick on. blurb out there. Paid sponsor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but, but, but I, it took, I just needed to jump in right. now that the, the podcast is up and rolling, we're getting some listeners, which it's is fun. Good. Yeah, it's fun. And, right. and now I'm like, okay, so this is actually working. So now I'm at the spot where it's like, Hey, let's yeah. start doing, sorry, I backed away from the mic. <laughs> let's start doing some planning, you know? Right. And so for me, it was the, just do it and then plan back to your yeah, baby steps right. comment for other people that are wired differently than me. 
maybe it's way too scary even if the 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 just do it isn't that big of a thing yeah, but what are right. those baby steps that you can be taking to start right, making right, this right, happen right yeah so i want to go back and uh one, welcome to your new best friend, Tyler Cameraman. And then two, <laughs> if you were going to speak at some place, what would you want to talk about? You got to yeah. give our listeners something to grab onto. What yeah. would you talk about? Uh, you know, I think right now it, it would be about, you know, pursuing your passion, which I know yeah. that's super broad, but I, I also, you know, add a little color to the conversation. Right after college, I moved out to Los Angeles to try to pursue you know, the film and television yeah. industry, which, you know, hey, there's lots of people that do that. Um, but it, it, it took, it, I mean, it took some stones, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, small town, Iowa kid, like yeah, I'm just right. jumping into the second biggest city in the U S and, um, you know, I think my experiences just, just mine alone, but even just the conversations that I've had through the beginning of this, this podcast, I, I, I could put together a pretty compelling either intro to your, you know, to your event. You know, I think at this point I'm probably still the hype man, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a keynote just yet, but, um, you know, it, it's interesting though, because when you start breaking that down and the conversations that we're having, one thing that I, I posted about on Facebook last week was just at the beginning of last year, I was the heaviest that I'd been uh-huh. in my life. And right. I set a goal to lose 40 pounds. And guess what? I lost 30. I didn't hit my goal, but I'm back to feeling healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and it, it, right. I, I think another thing that I could, that I could talk about is, is routines. You, you know, how having a morning routine is, right. is super important. You know, right. I, what I, couldn't you talk about Tyler cameraman? Freaking love you. What would, I want to know this from Brian, <laughs> just cause this is fun. What would you speak about Brian? I know what I would speak about. So I'll give you a second to think mine would be networking how important Uh, networking is and how how much I hate networking. Mm. Like if you ask me to go to a network event, I'm like hard pass, but how powerful networking has been in my life when done the uncommon way, dare I say it. Um, But that would be what I would say of just how important relationships are, the right relationships that are cultivated in, in a way that is intriguing and inviting. And then people love to help people. Yes. It's crazy. And if you're humble enough to be like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. I'm going to be really honest. you know. And that was kind of my story of how ultimately I got to this career. Uh, but I was without a job for a year, and I didn't apply for one job. Not one. Um, and I kept praying, like, God, give me one door to open. I don't need three. I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah. But I need one. And I did that by just networking with people that I knew about or I've worked with in the past and then let them vouch for me to get me in front of somebody else. And like, it was such a joy for me. Anyway, that's what I'd speak about. I, I could get on my soapbox, but now it's Brian's turn. What are we speaking about? Oh man. Pitching professional uh, pitching. I have outlined a book on pitching Okay, and I bought the website, but, and I want to do a podcast. Oh dear. But, uh, more like, you know, like just six people in one day and that would be it. Not like ongoing. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, I would probably speak about the importance. I think Bitcoin is like one of the most important things, second to Jesus in the world. And I don't think people, I think a lot of people are approaching Bitcoin of like, how much money can I make or I'm going to lose money? And it's not about that. It's about we need to separate the state and money. Mm. These politicians are drunk on our money and it needs to end. And Bitcoin to me is the first solution, real solution we've had in the last hundred years. And it's more about that than it is about how much money you can make. 
and preserving the sovereignty in the U.S. So, anyways, I'll get off. Uh, I like it. There. I'm like, I mean, oh, right. Yeah. You can see the difference between Philip and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's on my camp, okay? I, I probably lean a little... I'm, I, yeah. Where I'm sitting on the table, I probably lean a little more right than yeah. left, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's also very... I love that thought, because I mean, right now... Intriguing, I, right. Well, my, my... Not to go down the crypto path too far, but I'm still on the how much can I make from it. Right. But I read enough to to begin to understand how it can change things so i i think that that would be i i'd sit and listen to that yeah. speech i'm that, still that on uh my wife is bigger than crypto so it's like god and then my wife oh but like, sure but i mean yeah. maybe brian's different you know <laughs> I, I don't know it seems like he is you know sometimes <laughs> you just gotta call it out here at the hostville i just love it yeah we're great he didn't really mean that megan you're no, totally number no. two on, on the networking thing, I, I am not a big fan of networking oh, events, gosh, but I, I love it. the idea of connecting people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, hey, uh, you know, this person does this and this person does this. If I can put them together, right. I love that. I, I mean, right. that's one of my favorite things to do. Why do you think you hate networking events? I'll tell you why I do it, but I want you first. So I, I think because... <laughs> Too many of the people that go to networking events, all they do is go to networking events mm-hmm. and they have a, a a checklist of things that they're going to ask you or tell you every time they come up and talk to you. They'll and, want something from you. Exactly. I, like. I don't well, and have that's, any time for that. That's the way that most networking books, seminars, blah, blah, blahs are set yeah. up is you have to have an agenda if you're going to network right. well. And I... I I understand that I am much more comfortable talking to people than a lot of people are. Like Mm -hmm. I understand that that's a talent of mine that I was blessed with, Mm -hmm. but that I've also improved upon myself. So I get that I'm more comfortable in that situation than most people. But for me, networking is about getting to know you, understanding what your strengths and talents are. And then that's how I can promote you to other people. And hopefully how you can promote me to other people, not by immediately asking, you know, not by walking away from that conversation by saying, oh, sweet, I've got this meeting set up because I asked for this. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really off-putting to me. Sorry. <laughs> but it's just, that's what, that's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. So, Tyler Cameron, what questions can we ask you? Because I feel like you're a wealth of knowledge and I just like want to pull it all out. Maybe we do seven more shows with you. Okay. Only you. Yeah. Every Friday. <laughs> Every Friday. Same time, same place. <laughs> Uh, I want to say this. Who out of all your guests you've interviewed up to this point has been your like aha moment or like not favorite, but like the thing that struck you the most? Because I would say in every podcast that Brian and I have, we always are like, I needed to hear that or, you know. Every time. Yeah. Every time. That's a really hard question. Um, So I I will will say – one of the, one of my first aha moments. How about that? I might give you okay. more. I might give you more than one. Basically, what I'm asking is like all your guests were hanging off a cliff. Who would you save first? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Well, clearly Brian Dewhurst <laughs> and Philip Ramsey. We have been on the show, so yeah. he had to answer that way. Um, my first big aha moment was in the very first episode, and I was interviewing Adam Carroll, who I know you guys know yeah. as well. And yeah. and I asked him the the seven year old question that we've already that I've already you know what do you want to be when you grow up? And and he talked about how he had a he said an entertainer, and he had a a comedy routine uh, that oh, that hilarious. that he had memorized that he would perform like at for his family and extended family as well. Wow. And and he said you know I think that's probably still 
what, you know, that, that drives me, you know, and I, I just went, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I've been chasing this acting thing and I still, don't get me wrong, if, yeah. if, if, a, you know, a script gets laid in front of me, I, I will keep doing will the perform. podcast, but perform. sorry, Bank of the West, I'm, I'm out, you know, <laughs> um, but, but it made me realize that I can, I can utilize a podcast, I can utilize a public speaking platform to fulfill that passion in me mm, to to entertain people, and I'm like, yes, yes, you vibrating. Know? Yeah. So that yeah. was that was huge. Um, I, I would say just uh, um, each one of my episodes, there's been there's been something which has been fantastic. And uh, um, one thing that I know I've grown through is I listened to the first episode and I listened to my last one, and I'm getting better at interviewing people, which is fun to hear that it's improving as well. You know, it's a challenge. It's a learning curve for sure. Well, because you know, Adam straight up told me after the first episode, like, hey, I, he said don't be afraid to drill down, like have, you know, you can have your set of questions, but don't feel like you need to ask them all. And he said, by the way, you were natural enough that it didn't seem like you had a list, we don't but, have to reshoot but I know yeah. you had a list, you know? Yeah. And, and I just, the last episode that we did, I'm like, it's just so much yeah. more fluid. fluid. Yeah. But I will say feedback wise, and I'm not just, uh, you know, saluting, saluting the room, but like, I got a lot of great feedback on ours. And I okay. think it, well, it was because we really, be, be, you said it at the beginning of the show, your guys' goal, even though you're financial planners, is really almost 100% lockstep with mine. And mm-hmm. that is to help people find their passion and then to get them to go after it. And so... In any there, capacity. Right. Whatever that capacity exactly. is. Exactly. Not necessarily including your job, but just right. exactly. making it more concrete. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I think that that was... it. it it was it was awesome because it was just so aligned with the with the 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 purpose of the show mm-hmm. and and they don't all have to be i mean i love talking with people that are passionate about what they're doing and and don't, maybe helping other people isn't their number one thing right. like that's fine too but our our conversation was was really awesome it's probably just it probably feels to our listeners like we just have another uncommonwealth person with us honestly like it's probably like well what are we talking about but like this is really good stuff i would love to somehow pull questions of all of our listeners and get in a room and just like throw them on the board like here's a question and have us all answer sure, we can to, do that sometime. i think yeah. to check off your thing we should just do an event together and then you could speak we could speak do oh, you guys could throw me, me like five bucks and then i'm paid <laughs> boom that's what we do Check so, things off. Yeah, we've done some events like that in the past and just getting groups together and, you know, just talk real quick, 20 minutes each, and then open it up. And, What's fascinating yeah. to me is is this whole, what's your risk tolerance? That has always been two words, risk tolerance, have always been in, like, money in the market. Yeah. What is your risk tolerance? And that's something at Uncommon Wealth that we've tried to pull off. It's like, no, it's not about your money in the market, but what is you as an individual, if you were going to bet on yourself, Mm -hmm. what is that risk tolerance? And the people that have very, very high risk tolerance, almost speculative, if we will, can quit their job tomorrow and go all in. But that to me is not really what we see the most. It's what we've seen in you of like, I'm going to start something and I'm going to have my current job help me facilitate what i'm passionate about and see if i can start getting traction yeah and once they do it's really exciting and their day job like you said earlier in the show gets way more exciting because it's fueling what you're truly passionate about yeah and that to me is smart and you might have a different risk tolerance than your spouse and if you do 
you've got to be very careful to be going the slower risk tolerance of the two of you. Now that you guys are yoked together, <laughs> you don't want to be pulling that cart by yourself. Right. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. So that's something that I would say in the past, almost hundred episodes. Can I get a whoop, 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 whoop. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, that's what I've found is, is your spouse on board? Yeah. If you're not, uh, we got a problem, Houston. We had that call this week. So I had a call like that this week. I think I know different pages. I I think I know that. And so a lot of it is almost counseling. Like, let's talk about it. Let's put a plan together in that the the person that has a lower risk tolerance is comfortable with the checks and balances that are laid out to say, hey, if this hasn't been achieved by this time, we might be off track. Mm -hmm. But if it has been achieved, maybe we have something that can be pursued. Right. Anyway. That's, yeah, it's good. Didn't no, get I, away. I, I think that's a, a huge point. And, and I think, and, and risk tolerance has changed, mm-hmm. you know, good point. Um, I, I think my risk tolerance was huge when I moved out to Los Angeles. I mean, granted, I didn't go out and do the waiting tables thing. Right. I had a job selling windows and doors for Pella, you know, so yeah. I, I had that, you know, but I, I will say that um, I, I am, I am confident in myself, but there was a certain level of my confidence that that got broke a little bit at principle and and not anything that principle did you know right. i i probably didn't i didn't do some things that i should have done but th- at the end of the day i walked away from there with in debt mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and so i i bet on myself and it didn't work you, you know and yeah. so right. that that affects your risk tolerance as well yeah. and and so totally. i kind of i had to build that back up and right. and you know as as we start talking about you know looking at these these other opportunities i can tell I've built my risk tolerance back up and Jess's is still pretty low, Gun you, you know? And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I respect that. And, yeah. and what you said is a hundred percent accurate. Like you've got to be on the same page before you do some, you know, take a big, an, the next big step. Right. Um, Mitch Matthews talks about, uh, your leap number. And oh. I, I would encourage, I don't know what the episode is. I could find it pretty easily, but yeah. he does a, he does a podcast on your leap number That's that good. to your point, I think you would, it would be worth listening right, to because yeah. he talks about what is that number that right. you're both comfortable with. And huh. obviously there's a lot more that goes into it because, right. you know, it's a 45 it's minute podcast or whatever word because we always say like, Oh, you're jumping off the bridge when you're going uncommon. Like yeah. your parachute will open, but it's yeah. scary as ever. Yeah. And we always That's talk right. about that analogy and I've never truly to this day have somebody jump off the proverbial bridge and not be happy. They did it. Right. And their parachute opened, and what we always say is like you can always land on another bridge. Like, yeah, your bridge will, your parachute will open, yeah. People will surround you, and like back to what I said, people love to help people. Yep. Um. So, Brian, talk to me. What's going on? <laughs> well, I just want to know what you know. It's early 2022 shooting this, and what what are you looking forward to in the new year? We're 21 mm. days in. It's been a little bit yeah. of a hot mess, but <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I think he said is like you can work here anytime you want <laughs> at Uncommon Wealth Partners. I don't exactly know if you heard said, that, yeah. but uh, I heard it. Thanks so. for decoding anyway, that. Sorry. Awesome. That's this good to know. Hopefully, question. my boss is listening. No, uh, no, we're I'm totally teasing. kidding. He's totally joking. Really. Hey, where do I sign? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, what I am, uh, what I'm excited about in in 2022 is is um, 
continuing to do what I'm doing with the podcast, you know, and, and actually I'm, I'm toying right now. Are you guys weekly or are you every other week? No, we're every other week. Okay. Except for that one month. That one month had a little hiatus. We had a little Got glitch. it. Which is okay. We're back. No, number one thing not to do, Tyler. I, is hiatus. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's where I'm, I'm kind of toying right now is, is, you know, can I, could I handle weekly? Is there a benefit in going weekly? Um, you, you know, right now I've got a bunch lined up, so I'm like, yeah, let's go weekly. But then, you know, you hit a drought and you're like, what <laughs> yeah. do I do now? We've talked so, about it a lot, but it's a big commitment. And I think that because of that, and unless someone can show me like, hey, if you go weekly, you get this many more listeners, I'll probably stick with the biweekly. But that's one of the things that I'm looking at. And then how do I, how, how do I, you know, make that step into, you know, promoting myself as a public speaker mm-hmm. how, and how do I start booking those gigs? Um, you know, toying, not toying with, I'm, I'm exploring what it would look like to do some coaching as mm-hmm. well, uh, you know, and, and uh, outside of, you know, financial coaching, but, you know, sitting down and saying, right. Hey, how do we, how do we put, you know, how do we put together a plan to, to, you know, to, to do that? So, um, but then outside of that, I, I want to continue to focus on, um, promoting myself in the voiceover and the acting world as well. Yep. You know, um, I do have, you know, I have local agents for that. And, um, I saw you on a commercial the other day, actually. You did? Yes. What was it for? Was it Mediacom? Am I out of my mind? I haven't done a Mediacom in quite a while, but I mean, it, they could have repurposed something. You okay. know, the crappy part about shooting non-union is they're like, hey, we really like this commercial. Let's throw it out there throw again. again. You know, okay. whereas uh, under SAG yeah, rules, sorry. then they have yeah. to pay you for, um, you know, I did a I did a uh, one-hour optical commercial and the, the guys did a great job. There's a couple, a couple guys that I knew, one that was a friend and one that I got to know, but their whole premise was, hey, we're going to shoot Look, you can tell the difference between local commercials and you like sure actually can. produced commercials. Sure and can. the difference, real quick sidebar, is the ones that you're like, oh my gosh, wow. That's typically the television station just produces it and like, hey, you buy ads from us, right. we'll produce the commercial for nothing or for 500 bucks. And then uh, you've got these larger, I mean, not universal, but the studios right. here, and I'm kind of doing air. No, I mean, they're studios, but the guys that are going to charge a, a, a cool. good chunk of change to do a commercial. Well, these two guys had this idea like, Hey, we're going to split the difference. We're going to shoot good quality stuff. We're going to use bare bones, um, crews and, and then we can make money and, and, and shoot good commercials. Anyway, I, I digress. We shot this one hour optical commercial. It's a funny commercial. It was great. I got paid next to nothing for it because they're like, hey, you know, we'll do more of this. We'll pay you more. And I'm not right. mad at those guys at all. I'm not mad I'm not at bitter. one hour. I'm not bitter at all. No, really, I'm not. It's just funny that because we do this non-union, I mean, I saw that one hour optical commercial run for like almost 10 years. I mean, they ran wow. it for like eight years and I think I got a hundred bucks, mm. <laughs> you know, so value, that value. Exactly. For good them. for her. I mean, yeah, it's, right. a, it's a good commercial. It's and, and, uh, uh, but yeah, so that, that, uh, I, I digress. That's something that I try to, you know, every night I, there's a, there's a website that has postings, casting notices from across the country. And, and, uh, you know, so I huh. will get on there and submit my headshot and resume and, um, had the opportunity. I just read a, a script last week for a, a film that's shooting in Kansas city in May and, nice. uh, cool little sidebar there. Yeah. I, I auditioned the guy responded, said, Hey, I really like it. You're in our good pile is what he called it. So I'm, you know, not a casting director. He's a writer and a producer, but he's like, who is your reader? Um, and does she act? And I'm like, 
yeah, because my wife just read with me. And no. so then Jess got an audition. And then, wow. you know, he responded and like, hey, can you guys act together on screen? Are you guys going to fight like cats and dogs if you're on set? I'm like, no, we can totally work together. Totally make out. What? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's supporting roles, but it's, you know, a lot of times with lower budget, like small yeah. local stuff, like I always ask to see the script because I'm like, is this Smart. just a heaping pile Smart. of garbage? You know? Yeah. Because um, if I'm going to work for, you know, peanuts i want to at least be in a cool project this script is awesome like i was like yes i will totally take a small supporting role in this movie just to be a part of it so anyway that's cool i'm i'm uh rambling but that uh i would i'm staying focused on you know chasing the acting and the the voiceover stuff as well and so yeah that's that's what i'm excited about in 2022 Very good. And then quickly, so what fuels your passion now? Like, where do you work that helps you provide for your family to then do what you want to do? Where do you work now? Yeah, awesome. I am a uh, senior private client advisor at, at Bank of the West. Sounds so amazing. It, it, it is amazing. Uh, so I, really, it's private banking. And, okay. and when, I'm, when I introduce myself, I say private banker because a lot of times people hear private client advisor and they're like, oh, no, we have a financial advisor. You know, we already work with Brian and Philip. And I'm like, no, hang on. <laughs> What I am actually more focused on is the banking side of things. Dude, it's very important to have a good banker that knows what they're doing, yeah. by the way. So yeah, I'll totally it is. It is. So now I also am still securities licensed, and I, I do, when we start talking about the planning, when we start talking about investments, I'm a part of that conversation, but I bring a financial advisor to the table. So my focus is more on, hey, are, do we have you in the right products? Do we have the mm-hmm. right, you know, do we have the right checking money market for you? If you're looking at a mortgage or a home equity line of credit you know you get some discounts for being a part of our private banking group and so that's kind of i mean that's that's what i do now and and so it is it's a it's a great spot because i i um I'm learning more about banking and learning more about lending while still staying active in that planning space and at least keeping my finger on the pulse of how that and you know what changes are happening in that industry other than sure. crypto, because you know nobody nobody can do that unless they have an RIA. That's true. It's funny because we always tell ourselves or tell our, some of our clients, like I feel like we're more bankers than financial advisors. Um, so that could really help you in the future. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> so okay, what are we gonna do? Close this thing up, land the plane. What are we gonna talk about, Brian Dewhurst? Everyone, what's the one guest you want to get on your podcast? Oh, what Bob Goff. Question. I just emailed him to be in our hundredth episode. Oh like, my goodness. I don't even need to think about that. Like Bob, Bob Goff. Um, we, I, I think we actually talked a little bit about him when you guys were on my show, but we got everybody does for kids. Mm. So he's got everybody does for kids and he's also got everybody all, or sorry, love, love does. does. Sorry. I'm combining oh, two book okay. titles. Bob, love just come to ours, not his. Yeah. I'm go to theirs, <laughs> go to theirs first. Cause they're on I'll episode a hundredth and then <laughs> the next a milestone time. here. Right. Um, yeah. So love does for kids mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, my, I forget how old your kids are, but my kids are just eating it up and I love, we're reading it after, um, after dinner and I love it because it's all the stories from love does. So I'm like, Oh, Oh, and then this like, a good one. I, I'm like flipping ahead to see if this story's in there. Yeah. And like, it's the guy is just awesome. Like right. I, 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 a friend of mine is actually going out to his writing workshop, okay. uh, in February or okay. something with Kimberly yep. Stewart. She's local. Sweet. Um, nice. they're, they're starting to do these writing workshops together. So our friend Steph is, is going out there and I'm like, Oh, you're going to actually meet him. And I'm like, Oh yeah, there's like 200 people in the room. Right. And she's like, no, I think they cap it at 50. 
15. I'm like, oh, you're going to actually meet him. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, he would he would definitely be, um, you know, at the, the at the at the top of my list. Yeah. What would be your fit? What would be your like, what would be the question you'd be most excited to ask him? Or is oh. that too much? Is that too deep? Are we going too big down the rabbit hole? Nice. Adam Carroll, are we? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, wow. You know, because I, 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 you know, I, I would love to hear what he wanted to be when he grew up. Like that's, I, I okay. said, that's probably my favorite question that I asked my right. guests. And I think that would be, um, you know, I think that would be actually, you know, another fun one would be for him, but he would probably take like two hours to answer it is, uh, you, you know, what goal or, or what dream haven't you reached yet? Ooh. Because you think about everything that that guy has done, right. it would be, it would be nuts to know what's still kicking around in his brain that he hasn't accomplished right. yet. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'd ask him, what does burnout look like for you? Like, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. what does that, uh, is it sustainable yeah. on where you're at? And have you ever hit that point where Sweet Maria was like, tapped out over yeah, here? Yeah, you exactly. Know, you're done, interesting dude. to see. Obviously, probably not what he'd want to be talking about on our podcast, but it'd be something to, and you know, I'd have to go somewhat uncommon. So I'd yeah, have to do he, something different. You're yeah. wired similar. You two are wired similar, Very true. similarly to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd, but you'd have to, you'd have, you got to find a hook to get him too, right? Because he's got to get asked to be on 75 podcasts yeah. every day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, that's good. Tyler, you're amazing. Thanks for being introduced to your new best friend, Tyler Cameraman. <laughs> uh, we did it. I, I'm excited for just your show and your continued success to pour into other people because it is powerful to be able to see people's passion and then see it realized. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything better like seeing people like see their dreams come true yep. and actually see it not being monetized, but almost being validated by other people that they're impacting. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing? Like, this is the best thing ever, you know? And so I would say that I feel like the wealthiest person in the world because I get to impact other people every day to help them achieve something to help them impact more people. Now, maybe not financially the wealthiest, but I feel like I'm the most wealthy because I get to see and have interactions that are impactful. Yeah. Um, That's huge. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys. Keep going. Great hanging with you. Yeah. We'll do it again. All hey, right. You've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. I'm Brian Dewhurst. Until next time, go be uncommon. Thanks sure. for listening. Thanks, everybody. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.